Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Season 2 of Gotham Coach. The show that doesn't believe in boasting and bragging, so we won't mention the 4,000-plus downloads and the fan base that stretches over 50 cities and 30 countries around the world. Because that would be doing too much. Now, here's your host, the mayor of the Four Point Island, Tyrone Smith. Yo. Hey, first off, man, let me say happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening. It's a beautiful thing, man. Be able to celebrate another holiday, another another celebration of life, I guess. You know, um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. You know, we're getting ready, we're getting ready to end Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is about to end in about a couple hours, depending on when you're listening. If you're on the West Coast, we've got about five more hours to enjoy the turkey and the ham and the and the greens and the yams and the chitlins if you a chitlin fan, you know. Chillings is one of them controversial uh, uh, Thanksgiving meals. It's a controversial food overall. A lot of people mess with them. A lot of people don't mess with them. And a lot of people will try to get you not to mess with them. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, man. Happy holidays to everybody, man. We are into the season. Tis the season. It all starts. We got to get through Thanksgiving first. And then we got to get through Black Friday, you know. I know Black Friday shopping probably ain't already started. You know, they start early now. I think they started at like 7 o'clock or something like that at, at select stores. Unfortunately, I ain't do no Black Friday shopping because, honestly, I don't need nothing. <laughs> I don't need anything at this particular moment. Um, I got everything I need. I got, I, got, I got the TVs. I think the only thing I might need, I probably need a game system. You know, I um I, I I retracted from Xbox. I'm not an Xboxer no more, unfortunately. Um, it just wasn't for me, man. You know, I've been an Xbox. I've been an Xbox guy probably since probably since the first one. I remember I got my first one in I want to say 2003, and I think the first game I ever had was a uh, NFL Fever, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the first one I ever had NFL Fever. You know, and then I was on the 2K. I've been on the 2K uh, franchise probably since 2K when it was on Dreamcast. Um, you know, so I've been rocking out with that. You know what? I still have a Dreamcast. I might just play my Dreamcast uh, probably tonight once I get done recording and editing uh, this episode. Up. Or I got the Super Nintendo. I might hook up the Super Nintendo, you know what I'm saying, play some, uh, play some NBA Jam. You know, I still got the NBA Jam. I play it from time to time, and I be getting beat, man. That computer, they be they be cheesing, bro. They 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 don't miss a shot. So it's like you got to go shot for shot with the computer, man. It's just crazy. But um, once again, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, so hey, look, we we on this grind, grind. We on this grind, grind. I get a call. I get a call, I get a call, I get a call, but I'm recording right now, so we gonna go ahead and not see that call right now. You know, we gotta get this episode out, because this episode was supposed to be done Tuesday, right? So, you know, I gotta go ahead, I gotta make sure we uh we get it done and situated. So, episode four, man. Episode four of Got Em Coach. 
Man. This might be a long <laughs> This might be a long one. I ain't think about it when I was putting it together, bro. I was just like, you know what? I need to put something together. And um this is what I came up with. Man, it's going to be it's going to be a long one. We might have to cut out the that's how you feel segment, you know, just to kind of alleviate some of the time from the episode but uh we we gonna we gonna rock out we gonna we gonna do what we need to do um where do i start at man where do i start i don't even know where i start i mean ain't ain't been too much of nothing going on man you know it's just been a real it's been a real chill week you know what i'm saying like it's just it's been a super chill week um nothing too major oh Oh, yeah, I forgot. Hey, your boy. I'm down at the palace. The palace. <laughs> it's not the palace no more. It's not the palace no more. I'm down at the LCA, Little Caesars Arena, a.k.a. the home that Hot and Ready's built. I'm down there tomorrow night. You happen to get this Friday. I will be down there tonight. Houston, Detroit, man, they played a uh, they played a doozy of a game um, last night, Wednesday night. Uh, Houston uh, narrowly won and they pulled it out by two. James Harden put up like forty something. Blake Griffin had like thirty something, man. Blake Griffin, man, I ain't even gonna hold you up. Blake Griffin has been like the most surprising. I wouldn't even I wouldn't know I wouldn't even I don't even know if I would say he's surprising because like he's shown potential of what he's doing right now with the Clippers. The man just can't stay healthy and it just looked like it looked like nothing is nothing is slowing him down right now. Or the only thing that's getting in his way is him himself. You know what I'm saying? But that man up there, he doing some uh he doing some big things. Him and him and Andre, man, that's like a that's a formidable front court. That's like that's a formidable front court. And it's like Nobody can really, nobody can really touch them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can really touch them. They just gotta, the Pistons, man. They just gotta get that guard thing. They gotta get that situated. Reggie Jackson, man. I always say Reggie Jackson is the key to any success that the Pistons have. Like he's gonna be the key. Um, you know, and you know he has games where he's he's, he's pretty good. He's consistent. Then he has games where you know he only scored like nine points. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you need more consistency out of Reggie Jackson. And then you need more consistency from the bench, man. Stanley Johnson looked like he found, finally found the home coming off the bench, which is good for him, man. I think, you know, it alleviates the pressure of being a starter. I don't think he's a starter. Like, I don't think that's his I don't think that's his uh, ceiling. I think his ceiling is going to be a guy, you know, who's going to come off the bench and, you know, give you some, uh, some nice little minutes or whatever the case may be and be able to do what he need to do, um, you know, helping the team on, off that second unit. So, you know, shout out to Stanley, man. Shout out to the whole Piston squad. I'll be down there. I'll be able to check them out. Um, you know, that's going to be a good game, man. You know, James Harden, Chris Paul. It's going to be my first time actually seeing like a, like a legit jit star. Like a legit jit star. Like, like, like a superstar, superstar. Um, I think all the Pistons games I went to, I went to, I went to when they first opened. I went to that second preseason game. They was playing the Pacers, but it was a it was a preseason game, so Oladipo didn't play. And then the game before that, I think I, I went to the one where they was playing San Antonio, and Kawhi didn't play. And um, the first game I went to was like back in, I think it was like oh three or one of the things. I think it was oh three. They was playing the Timberwolves. And I'm not, I don't remember if Kevin Garnett played that game. I wouldn't even know because we was like way back in the nosebleed section. Nah, nah. <laughs> that was a doozy. But uh, this would be my first time actually seeing like, you know, like uh, like some superstars playing. I'll be able to catch James Harden, see if he do that travel. You know, see if he really be traveling legit. You know what I'm saying? You know, Chris Paul going to be out there, you know, putting in work for Clint Capella. Um... It's gonna be a good game, man. You know, it was a good game down in Houston. Detroit seems to play well at home. Um, they play with a lot of energy and effort. You know, Houston is kind of making their way back. Melo ain't gonna be playing. You know, I kind of wanted to see Melo, but you know, Melo ain't. He ain't gonna be playing. That's gonna be kind of tough. But it is what it is. Um, 
So yeah, you know that's going that that consists of my week. Like I said, ain't really been nothing too much of nothing going on this week, man. I just been kind of chilling, um, you know, just just working and grinding, man. Hey, if you listening, man, go follow the page. Go follow the exclusive breakdown on Facebook and Instagram at exclusive breakdown X C L U Z I V E B R E A K D O W N. Go follow the go follow the page. I put up basketball content. Day just about. I didn't put none up last night, so I had to make up for it. I had to do a three. I had to do a three for uh, tonight, so that's why I'm kind of late uh, recording this episode. On top of the fact, like I said, I was tired. You know, mom cooked. Mom cooked a good meal. You know, she hooked up the roast and the macaroni and the greens and the yams and the um and the rolls. Man. You know, I, I I never had traditional Thanksgiving meals. You know what I'm saying? Like I never had traditional Thanksgiving meals. Like everybody do like the ham and the turkey and all that. I don't do all that. I haven't I haven't had a traditional Thanksgiving meal probably since my aunt passed away. Um, and that's what it's been what about two years? One or two years, I think. So, um, you know, so it's it's a little different. Um, what else, man? I think that's it, man. So we're gonna get right on into this episode, man. You already know what time it is. Episode number four of the show. Where Worcestershire sauce has replaced hot sauce as my go-to sauce for meals. Hey, I put some Worcestershire sauce. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. On my roast and my greens, and that junk was delicious. I be cooking with it low key when I'm making like burgers and stuff like that. Hey, it's like my it's like my go-to. It's my go-to sauce right now. It's like it's like my go-to. It's like you know how you got your go-to move when you're playing ball or whatever. That's my go-to sauce when I'm trying to get you know some flavor or whatever. Shout out to the Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Got him, coach. Yes, 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 yes. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, aka Ron Two Exclusive, aka Mr. Hustle Bandit, aka Mr. Sneaker Bandit, Four Point Island, Lock 'em Up, Ron. It's on the three sixty. Alive and in the flesh, and y'all already know what I come to do, man. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire, that H E A T. He. Y'all already know how it go. All right, man. So check it out. I told y'all I wasn't putting it. That's how you feel in this uh this week's episode, man. So look, we gonna get uh we gonna we gonna get straight into the episode, man. Like I said, it's gonna be a doozy. Cause this week we doing way too early NBA season awards. Like way too early. Like what are we like what 15 games in? 15, 16 games in. We ain't even that deep into the season. Look, some teams have played 17 games. The Raptors have played 17 games, man. But we're going to say an estimate of about 16 games. We're 16 games into the season. We're going to do a way too early NBA season award. That means I'm doing MVP. I'm doing Rookie of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. I'm doing Most Improved. All that. We're going to cover that. All that. We're going to cover all that. This week's episode So let's get straight into it man Y'all already know what time it is Got them coached Season 2 Episode number 4 man Let's get it Sit back and relax Time to have some knowledge dropped on ya Alright So this is how I figured we started out man I, f- I figured we build up the suspense like we just don't go straight into like we don't do it from like MVP down. We 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 start from like the we we work our way up from the bottom to the top, right? I think that'd be the best way to uh to work this out. So this this how we gonna do it, man. Um, 
this is how I want to do it, right? So this is how I'm gonna start it off. I'm gonna start out by doing um, the executive slash GM of the year. We gonna start out like we're like that. We gonna start out. We gonna start out. We gonna do from the. We gonna do from the bottom. From the bottom to top, like the diplomat say. From bottom to top, do the agony, pain, diplomatical reign. <laughs> All right, so, man, let's do it, man. So, we're going to start from the bottom, man. So, we're going to do executive slash general manager of the year. And I'm going to go with Bobby Webster and Messiah Jerry, man. Look, Toronto, right? Toronto was going to be one of them teams that you you just didn't know. You just didn't know. Like, they've been consistently good for a while. But they can never get over the hump. They've always been in that Cavs hump, that LeBron hump, that every team in the East had been, you know, experiencing for for a while while LeBron was there. And a lot of people felt that for the Raptors to be to continue to stay good, they had to make a move, whether that was going to be Kyle Lowry or DeRozan. Somebody had to go. Ibaka was probably the more more reasonable one in a sense but somebody had to go somebody had to leave a ball team right so in a move in a controversial move super controversial uh, considering the fact that he was told that he wouldn't be traded and eventually ended up being traded DeMar DeRozan is the recipient of the say goodbye Toronto itis and um they got Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi Leonard is a guy who's already stated that he wants to go west, um, probably to L.A., even though there's a lot of talk of him probably going to, like, the Clippers or something like that. But it's a high-risk, re- high high-reward trade for the Raptors, right? High-risk, high-reward, mainly because you just didn't know like what kind of what kind of um what kind of player you was gonna be getting in Kawhi? I mean, this is a guy who was maybe kind of healthy, was probably not healthy. Was a guy you just didn't know. You didn't know what kind of Kawhi he was gonna get. You didn't know if he was healthy I and mean, maybe he didn't want to play, or you didn't know what the situation was with Kawhi. But Kawhi is out there like balling, balling. Like he's out there playing out there playing he's out there making moves for toronto has toronto looking like a completely different team right now and that's what you wanted that's the that's the impact that you wanted from Kawhi leonard and he's he's providing averaging 24 points right now 24.2 points eight rebounds three assists and a little under two steals like he's really it seems like the team is molding into a Kawhi leonard type of team and that's impressive, man. And another t- another player that they ended up getting in that trade was Danny Green. And, you know, Danny Green has always been consistent, a consistently good player. And, I mean, he's only averaging, what, nine points and four rebounds. But he's shooting 43% from the field, 44% from three. And he's shooting a perfect 100% from the free throw line. And speaking of free throws, shout out to DeAndre Jordan. This man... Is actually making free throws at this particular point in the season. I'm, I mean, it's still early, but the man is actually shooting 80% from the foul line. And he's a career 45% shooter. You never would have thought that 80% and DeAndre Jordan would kind of go hand in hand unless you was talking about his field goal percentage. And he's shooting a nice 62% from the field, man. So shout out to DJ. But for them to make that move, it looks like Toronto is poised, finally poised, especially with the struggles of Boston right now. Boston is the eighth seed. They're nine and nine at this particular moment. I mean, you you would never would have thought that. I mean, in a, in a way, I guess you kind of would have thought that, but it's still early. So it's like I don't know if you can necessarily hold um, the Celtic struggles against them. I feel like you know they'll eventually get it together. Um, Kyrie's still coming back. Kyrie's playing 
amazing basketball right now and Gordon Hayward he's still trying to work his way back so I mean it's still a process it's still a process it's still what they still 18 games in so they can still kind of figure it out I mean I wouldn't worry about the Celtics right now now if it gets into the middle part of December and they're still kind of 500 ish then you know you can kind of worry but right now Toronto Toronto is poised to be that team from the Eastern Conference, man. You gotta be, you gotta give them credit, man. You gotta give them credit because with the new coach, you didn't know how that was gonna work, even though it's still the same coaching um tree. I think Nick Nurse was a was a was a protege protege under Dwayne Casey. So it's still the same coaching, you know, philosophies or whatever the case may be. But you just don't know, especially with a guy who has been been so successful for so long, who a lot of people maybe felt that he shouldn't have been let go. You didn't know how the guys were going to, you know, respond to, you know, the new coaches that. But it seems like he's really getting to guys, man. He got Kyle Lowry. But we'll talk about the we'll talk about the coaches. You know, Kyle Lowry out there, 15 and 10, little under five rebounds. So it's impressive. So Toronto is making all of the good moves. And that goes to credit to what um Bobby Webster and uh Nick Nurse, not Nick Nurse, Bobby Webster and uh Messiah Jerry, what they're doing down there. Um, you know, building that team. So that is gonna be my executive slash general manager of the year. Other people who should get consideration, Vladi Divox. Look, I don't like the way the, the teams are built. I feel like they had way too many big men and not enough quality guards. But hey, look, hey, I'm just, I'm just a, uh, I'm just a media guy. Like I don't really know nothing about basketball. <laughs> I just give my opinion on basketball. But uh, it seemed like everything is working, man. De'Aaron Fox is playing well. Buddy Hill is playing well. Um, Marvin Bagley looks like he was a, like that was a smart choice for the uh, Kings. Um, Belicia, Belicina. Um, the guy who signed with Philly, who then signed with the uh, with the uh, the out of country team, and then signed with the Kings, he's playing really, really well. You know, they got Bodanovich, Willie Collie Stein's playing well. So, all of the pieces is working right now. All of the pieces work is working well right now. And Vladi Divox, the mad scientist. I mean, he was the only one who's seen it because I don't think a lot of people had Sacramento being in any kind of contention the way that they are right now. And like I said, it's still early. It's still early. And, you know, anything can happen at this particular moment. But you just got to look at the fact that Sacramento, even though they're 10th, they're 10th at a 10 and 8 record. That's crazy. They're 10th, but they're 10 and 8. The Sacramento Kings are 10 and 8, 18 games into the season, which means 20 games in, they will be a 500 team. Now, you can't tell me that you saw that because I didn't see that. So, Vladi Devox, you got to give him some credit, man. He gets honorable mention. Another one who gets honorable mention, I'm going to have to go with uh, Chris Wallace from uh, Memphis. Look, Memphis was my sleeper team. Memphis has always been my sleeper team, and I felt like people slept on Memphis because of the fact that you when you look at their roster it's not really impressive it's not really impressive but 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 here here's the but Mike Conley didn't play about the majority of that whole year Marcus Saul really didn't play the majority of that whole year so those are the two best players and they're back now and you see the impact that they're making on that squad man they are making a wonderful impact on that squad. Memphis is the best defensive team in terms of points against per game. And they're getting a lot of contributions from a lot of different places, man. A lot of different places that you probably would never would have thought. You know, um, it's impressive, man. You know, shout out to Garrett Temple. He's out there putting up a solid 11 points for him. You know, Kyle Slomo Anderson. You know, he's being a solid contributor, giving him 5.6 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, solid, solid numbers his rookie year so far. If I can pull up the numbers, I'm trying to get the numbers. Let me pull up the numbers. I'm trying to get the numbers. But Mike Conley, hold on, let me see if I can get Jaron Jackson's 
stat so far. 12 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a little under 2 blocks. Shooting 50% from the field. Got to work on that 3 pointers. Three point percentage, but I mean he's he's contributing. Well, Mike Conley, man, coming back, averaging twenty points and six assists and a steal. Marcus Saw, averaging seventeen points, a little under ten rebounds, a little under four assists, a little under two steals and a block. So it seems like everybody is contributing to the to the impact of what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing right now. Jermichael Green averaging nine nine and a half points, six and a half rebounds. Um. I mean, he, Chris Wallace put the team together because when Memphis was going through it, they could have easily, easily traded Kawhi. Not Kawhi. They could have easily traded Mike Conley. They could have easily traded Marcus Gasol and said, "All right, we going we gonna build this franchise around Jaron Jackson, and we gonna we gonna lose a lot of games, but we gonna build this franchise. You gonna we gonna start over and do it over." They didn't do that. They kept their they kept their two pieces, and those pieces are working out really, really well. Sheldon Mack averaging ten points and in, in, in three assists. So everybody's contributing to the success of the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's obviously showing because they are the best team percentage-wise in the West right now at twelve and five, five game winning streak as of right now. So. Shout out to Chris Wallace, man. He's doing really, really well with this Memphis Grizzlies squad. Um, JB Bickerstaff looks like it was a it was a good hire. So it seems like he's he's really you know putting the pieces together you know to uh, get Memphis back into that playoff contention. Another, my last one. I'm gonna go with John Horst from Milwaukee. Um, sometimes it's not about the moves that you don't make. Look, Brooke Lopez. Look, we Brooke Lopez is a is a seven foot two guy who averages maybe three rebounds a game. At the end of the day, he is what he is, but he gives Milwaukee a three point presence to help Giannis do what he do what he's doing right now. The team is solid. I mean, their bench isn't really that great. It's not really that great. But their starting five is solid between Bledsoe and Brogdon. And then you got Chris Middleton, who's probably the most underrated player in the NBA right now, who's going to get a lot of money. Giannis and Brooke Lopez, the starting five is solid. And then you bring in Mike Budenholzer, who has propelled a lot of guys' careers. Like, he propelled Jeff, Jeff Teague's career. He propelled, propelled Kyle Corbett's career. You know what I'm saying? He got Paul Millsap to be considered as one of the best defensive players, defensive forwards in the game. When he was with Utah, he wasn't considered that. He got Al Horford to be one of the best all-around players in the game. So, like, he propels players and he puts players in the best position for them to be able to succeed. And that's exactly that's exactly what he's doing. Eric Bledsoe is playing amazing basketball right now. I mean, he got he got lit up by uh, Terry Rozier in the uh, playoffs, but Eric Bledsoe is look like he's coming back with a vengeance this year, averaging 15 points, a little under five rebounds, a little under six assists. I mean, as I stated earlier, Chris Middleton he's really really playing well, averaging currently at the particular moment. Let's see, get his stats. That's not a maker, only five points. He's been a, a super disappointment. But 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, and a steal. But Giannis, Giannis, he has propelled his game to great measures. 26 points, 13 rebounds, a little under six assists, a steal in the block. Look, Milwaukee needed that guy, that coach, to be able to get to get the best out of their players. And that's exactly what he's doing right now. He got these playing. He got these guys playing really, really well right now. They are currently second in the Eastern Conference, and they look like they're going to be there. They're going to be there for a while. So shout out to John Hurst. Shout out to uh, Chris Wallace, and shout out to um, Vlade Divac. They're doing the dang on thing, building the teams in the in the mold that they feel like they need to build them. So executive of the year, and I put I put. Uh, 
Bobby Webster and Messiah Ujiri. I put both of them in there because it seems like we always talk about Messiah Ujiri when we talk about trades, but apparently Bobby Webster is the is the is the guy. guy. So I just put both of them in there. So that's uh that's that. Let's go with Coach of the Year now. Coach of the Year. Uh, let's do honorable mentions first. Let's go with uh, let's go with Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts is honorable honorable mention, and this is because Portland wasn't expected to to, to do anything. Nobody had Portland doing anything. I don't think anybody had Portland being a elite contender in the West. I mean, I know I didn't. I felt like they didn't make enough moves to be considered an elite team in the West, but. Like I said, who am I? I'm only a media guy. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, Portland, they're 12 and 6. Even though they got slacked, they got the smack down laid on them by the Bucks, 143 to 100. That was super embarrassing. But Portland, man, they 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 are really really playing well. And you know where it starts. It starts with the with the with the backcourt. Dame averaging 26. CJ McCullum averaging 21. He kind of got off to a slow start. Uh, Yerkish is finally showing a little more consistency than what he normally does, averaging 15 and 10 um, in, in a block. Alpha Mucamino is out there. He's playing well, currently averaging 8 points, 8 rebounds. So it seems like Terry Stotts is a very, very good coach, and it seems like he gets the best out of his players. And it's obviously showing because they really didn't make any kind of uh, moves to be able to say, oh yeah, Portland is gonna be one of them elite teams. I mean, they signed Seth and they signed uh, Nick Stauskas. You know what I'm saying? But you know, nothing of major proportions. You know, to kind of elevate them. So you know, get, big shout out to uh, Terry Stotts, man. It's just gonna, it's gonna be a a matter of can they keep up the you know can they keep up the pace. Cause everybody, it's in, it's a lot of teams that's 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 there right now. Memphis is there, Portland is there, the Clippers are there. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sacramento is there. Uh, you know, Dallas in a way is there. They're they're eight and nine. Utah kind of fell off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's teams in the West that are, that are kind of there right now. But you just gotta wonder, will those teams begin to kind of fall off, or is this gonna kind of be the median for the season, man? Look, when you look at one through ten, right? 1 through 10 is only separated by two games. 1 through 14 is only separated by five and a half games. On the contrast, in the East, 1 through 10 is separated by eight games. 1 through 14 is separated by 11 and a half games. So that just goes to show you the competitive nature in the Western Conference, man. So that's that's something. So Terry Stotts, that's one of my honorable mentions. Another one is J.B. Bickerstaff. I talked about how... JB Bickerstaff has looked like a solid hire for Memphis. And it looks like he's got these boys playing defense. As I say, they're the best defensive team points against in the league right now. I mean, they're also one of the worst scoring teams in the league. But I mean, look, look, deep off offense brings in tickets. Defense wins championships. That's, that's how you gotta look at it. He got them boys playing defense. They're playing really, really well. You know, they're 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 competitive. Enough to be in games and they're they're able to squeak them out at the end. So you know you gotta give JV Biggers that a lot of credit. Dave Yeager, another honorable mention. Look, anytime the Sacramento Kings have any kind of winning record, you you gotta put Dave Yeager in there because Sacramento has kind of been the laughing stock of the NBA for so long. So for them to be competitive the way they're competitive right now, you you gotta you gotta get him some consideration for coach of the year. But our coach, my coach of the year so far, is Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, look, it's so hard to have to adapt to a different type of voice, you know, a different type of philosophy, a different way of practicing, all of that. Now you can't say that he's a he's a product of Dwayne Casey, so they all kind of fit within that same mold. But at the same time, Nick Nurse isn't Dwayne Casey, so that it's still an adjustment period, and they've adjusted really, really well. They're the best team in the Eastern Conference and poised for an NBA Finals run. So shout out to Nick Nurse, man. If the season was over today, you'd be coach of the year in my eyes. Six man. No, most improved. I'm sorry. Most improved player. Honorable mentions. I'm going to go Derrick Rose. Look, Derrick Rose, this is the ultimate story of, of coming back. 
a lot of people had this man down and out a lot of people said he wasn't gonna be that guy a lot of people said he will never return back to any kind of status he'll be a solid option backup option a guy who may give you 20 to 25 points in a in the two three game stretch but he'll never be that derrick rose of old and i mean here he he look man is doing it <laughs> he put up a 50 ball against the jazz i mean he's doing he's been very very consistent very very consistent as of late and you know that just goes to show you man you know never let your circumstances dictate your outcome ever you know just because you in a in the fight right now don't mean you'll be in that fight all you know you'll never be always be in that fight as long as you work hard and you willing to you know really go after it and make stuff happen you gonna do it i mean his last game he had 18 points 18 points three rebounds three assists game before that he had 17 points six seven rebounds six assists so he's consistent he's been consistent 47 percent from the field 45% from three and 40, 84% from the free throw line. So, you know, Derrick Rose, man, he's really, really worked hard. And, I mean, it's showing in his game right now. I don't know why he's not starting. I will start him over over Jeff Teague. I, I, I definitely will start him over Jeff Teague. You know, Jeff Teague is giving you 12 points and seven assists. I mean, 37% from the field, 27% from three. Yeah, the may start numbers. I definitely would start Derrick Rose at this particular moment, but you know what? He gives that second unit a punch that they need. So, you know, I mean, Tibbs is the guy. So, you know, you gotta you gotta kind of go with his way. So, Derrick Rose is gonna be one of my honorable mentions. Another honorable mention for most approved player. We're gonna go Zach Levine from Chicago. Look, Zach Levine. Just like Derrick Rose had a lot to prove. I mean, he's coming off. He was coming off the ACL. You know, he kind of came back. He played a little bit last year, and it was, you know, a lot of people wondering, you know, if he'll ever be that elite player. Um, Sacramento threw him 78 mil, which Chicago had to match. I mean, they had to match that offer, and a lot of people questioned that move. Which I don't know why they question it because it's not really a lot of money in the grand scheme of things when you considering the fact that John Wall next year is about to make. 30 plus million dollars it's not a lot of money but Zach Levine has come back man he's come back and he's come back very very nice putting up about 25 five rebounds four assists I mean he's doing it he's the guy in Chicago and and it's unfortunate because that team has been hurt man you know Lori Markinen isn't playing right now I haven't really been seeing a lot of Chris Dunn so they they have pieces uh denzel valentine he just had season injury surgery so they have pieces man and it's just unfortunate that that team is going through what they're going through oh shout out to the bulls too they was my first two from my wtf segment man so shout out to the bulls but zach levine is playing really really well and it's unfortunate you know because his numbers will will say he should win most improved player but the bulls are the worst team besides phoenix of course they're one of the worst teams in the league so it's like you know he won't be able to get that recognition you know to be able to be most improved but he'll get votes he'll be he'll be in the top he'll be in the top three i think top three top vote so that's zach levine man so shout out to zach another one i'm gonna go with karis levert now karis levert unfortunately he probably won't be playing no more this year but when he was playing he was the guy in brooklyn and then when you think about that, you think about that. They, you know, they got D'Angelo Russell. And D'Angelo Russell was supposed to be that guy, right? D'Angelo Russell was supposed to be that number one option, that leader, that he's supposed to be that guy. And he hasn't really been that guy. He's kind of been, at best, inconsistent. He has games where, you know, he he he's, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. And then he has other games where he's not doing what he's supposed to do. So, yeah, he's been inconsistent. But Levert, he's come in this year. He's playing very. He was playing very, very well until you know the the freak unfortunate injury that he happened to take. Um, the game, the game against Minnesota. Um, and it's unfortunate that he had to take it. But you know he was playing really, really well. And um, it's unfortunate, like I said, that he had to, you know, that he's gonna have to miss the rest of the season because he was really, really playing well. But. My most improved player this year will be Tim Hardaway Jr. 
Now, Tim Hardaway, he always showed potential of being a a good scorer. Always showed potential. He's just always been inconsistent. For a game where he had 30 points, he'll have another game where he has 10 points. But it seemed like this year he's really, really putting it together with, with strings of 20-point games, 30-point games. Now, granted, Kristaps um, isn't playing. <laughs> so, you know, Tim Hardaway has the the the... the the wherewithal to jack up all the shots that he can um but at the end of the day you still got to make the shots so you know tim hardaway he's he's doing it he's doing well he's doing really really good right now averaging about 23 points a game he's doing nice um the knicks man the knicks is just ah man i just don't know the knicks are just so bad right now they're really, really bad, and it's like you just don't know why they're bad. I mean, yes, they're they're missing Kristaps, and I don't know why they're not starting Ennis Cancer. Um, they, I don't know why they started Mitchell Robinson over Ennis Cancer. With Ennis Cancer is an instant double double every single game that he plays. Um, I just don't know, man. I think Fizdale he'll he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure out the best way to uh, use his uh, use the guys that he got. He's gonna put those guys in the best positions to make something happen. But man, Knicks, they just—they're oh, so bad right now. <laughs> they're so bad. All right, so we're gonna go to Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. We're gonna start with off with the honorable mentions. I'm gonna go with Hassan Whiteside. I mean, he leads the league in blocks. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. He leads the league in blocks, <laughs> so <laughs> put him put him in consideration. He's he's the he's the leading leader in shot blocks. Kawhi, Kawhi, like I said, his defensive presence seems to have you know rubbed off all on the um, on the Toronto Raptors, and it's and, and it's obvious you know they're 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 playing really really well. You know they're playing with some really really good defensive intensity, and I think Kawhi Leonard is the catalyst for that. And last but not least, we're going to go with Paul George. Paul George is one of the league leaders in steals. And he's always been a really, really good defensive player. So I think he should get some consideration for defensive player of the year. He should also get some consideration for most improved player. Because for Oklahoma City to be where they are, considering the fact that they really haven't had Russell Westbrook, I think that's testament to what Paul George has, you know, has done. And a lot of people say he's overrated. A lot of people say he's really not that good, and I always look, I always look at records when we talk about. I have to look at records when we talk about players. I mean, he's the catalyst. You know, he 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 was the guy when Westbrook was was uh, was out, and the fact that you're looking at where Oklahoma City is and they're right in the thick of it, you gotta get you gotta get Paul George some credit, man, because he's really really doing what he's supposed to do. My defensive player of the year, though, is going to be Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is out there balling right now. Out there making it happen. You know what I'm saying? He, I mean, he's in the top five in blocks. You know, he's in the top 50 in steals. I mean, I don't know. Ooh, top 50, that's not really impressive. But, hey, you know, he, he's doing it. You know, he's doing it, man. So, shout out to Anthony Davis, man. You know, he's always been one of the very best defensive players I think he's going to be able to pull it out this year. Rudy Gobert hasn't really been as impactful defensively. It's not really a lot of impactful defenders like it always has. So defensive player was just kind of, that was probably the hardest one to kind of come up with a list for. Because it's like everybody scores. So it's like you can't really put, you can't really put a, a, a frame on, you know, who does what defensively. Cause it's like everybody scores and everybody's getting scored on. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. But you know, I, I tried my best to put the best defensive, uh, you know, honorable mention and my defensive player of the year. So we just gonna ride with that and be happy. Next up, let's go six man of the year honorable mentions. Start off with Ennis Cancer. Ennis Cancer is a double-double machine. He should be starting. There's no way that Mitchell Robinson should be starting, but I'm not the coach of the New York Knicks, so I'm only allowed to give my opinion. But when you averaging 15 and 11, you should definitely be starting. But it gives them a punch off that second unit. It allows him to play against the second unit bigs and put work in. So I guess I can kind of understand it. 
all your good players sometimes don't need to start. You know, sometimes you need that power off the bench to be able to, you know, withstand leads. Or if you're down and you're, you're, you're starting five and giving you the uh, the consistency that, consistency that you need, then you'll be able to bring somebody off the bench to kind of, you know, bring it all back together. Next up, I'm going to go with Lou Will. Lou Will been doing this for 13 years, man. And this seemed like his... His production never, ever, ever stopped. The man averaged 19 points for a, a surprising L.A. Clippers team. Who had the Clippers? Who had the Clippers in, in, in any kind of content, contention right now? Because, trust me, you, you definitely didn't have them have in no contention. But Lou Will, man, he out there doing it, man. 13 years, bro. And still out there putting up almost 20 points. That's what's up. Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross has been a surprise for the surprising Orlando Magic. Now, you would look at their record and you would say, well, how are they surprising? Look, the Magic is hasn't really been good. I mean, they're 9-9. Nine and nine. I mean, they lost. They, they lost their, their, their last game. So, they was over 500 at one point in time. But Terrence Ross, every time he comes in the game, you know, he makes an impact. He makes a great impact. I mean, he's averaging about 13 points. And really, that's all about the what he does because he only averages about three rebounds and about two assists. So he comes in and he scores. So you got to get that man credit. You got to get credit where it's due. He should definitely be um, a candidate for uh, six man of the year. And I'm going to throw another one in there. I'm going to throw Julius Randle in there. That man went out and got a triple-double in his last game. A triple double. <laughs> That's impressive, man. So Julius out there averaging 17 points. Actually, he ain't put up no. He put up a triple double, but it wasn't his last game. He put up 21 and 10 against Denver. But he's averaging 17 points, eight rebounds, and three assists. Shooting 56% from the field and 31% from three. I bet you the Lakers wish they had him back. <laughs> but um my sixth man of the year is going to be the one and only Derrick Rose. Look, Derrick Rose, he's on that road to redemption, man. Road to redemption. Like I said, he's, he's putting up really, really good numbers. And he's being efficient with his numbers. Now, you can kind of see where Minnesota is kind of turning that corner now that they don't have Jimmy Butler in the fracas. And you see that Derrick Rose is kind of stepping his game up because they need that. They need that punch off the bench. Especially considering the fact that Jeff Teague isn't giving them anything as the starting point guard. And the fact that he's also hurt a lot. So Derrick Rose is our sixth man of the year this season so far. Let's go rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, we're going to go with Alonzo Trier from New York. Now, this man was undrafted out of Arizona, and he has been a very, very consistent piece off of that New York bench. Now, it may not stay that way, but right now, you got to give him some consideration, man. You got to get a New York Knicks scouting uh, people. You got to get them credit because they got this guy. He's out there. He's out there ball. Wendell Carter Jr. He had a slow start to the season, but right now he's averaging about 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks. So he's out there. He's making an impact for the Chicago Bulls, exactly what they wanted him to do. Now, when this team all, when they all come back together, when you get marketing, in, when you get... Um, when you get Chris Dunn, you throw that in there with a Bobby Portis, and when you get Denzel Valentine back, Chicago's gonna be a scary team in the East, man. They just gotta, they just gotta, they gotta bring it all together, man. They just gonna, they gonna go through these rough patches right now. Tricky Trey, averaging eighteen and eight. Now he's a wild, cause when he's on, when he's playing good, he's playing well. When he plays bad, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. But um, you know, 18 and 8, you know, he's he's giving he's giving excitement to a Hawks franchise that hasn't had excitement probably since Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> so, you know, he's 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 bringing he's breathing life into a franchise, man. And you know, you can't you can't be mad at him. DeAndre Ayton. Look. 
Dre. Dre, I mean, you averaging 16 and 11. You're shooting 61% from the field. I, I think your, your, your block number, I think they should be higher. I think you should be a, a better defensive player presence than what you are right now. And you should be able to, you know, propel Phoenix to not be a three-win team right now. Come on now. But, you know, you're prov you're providing that solid second punch with Devin Booker. And if y'all can get it together, if y'all can get a point guard, Phoenix is going to be that deal. But the rookie of the year, I mean, is it obvious? Luka, Luka Doncic is going to be the rookie of the year if the season was to end. I mean, it's not fair. He got to play overseas professionally. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, and he's still out there putting up numbers, averaging 19, about 19.7 rebounds and four assists. He got Dallas in the thick of the Western Conference debacles. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy out there, man. But he got Dallas playing really, really well, really, really well right now. And you got to consider it, like, Dirk isn't even playing, so, like, when Dirk comes back, Luca, you know, I think a lot of the pressure be taken off of Luca, but right now, hey, he playing, <laughs> he playing really, really well. So you know, you gotta get that man credit where it's due. Last but not least, MVP. You going honorable mention first? Honorable mention, Kimball Walker. This man put up sixty points. And 43 points in a two-game stretch. That's 103 points. And that is 51 and a half points for two games. Now, he, he, he calmed down a little bit in his last game. He had about, what, 18, 16, and 11 or something, something like that. So, he calmed down a little bit. But Kimba Walker is the single reason why Charlotte is in the thick of the race right now. They are currently 9-8, and eight, and I think that has everything to do with Kimball Walker and nothing else to do with the other players. That's how I feel. Kimball Walker is currently leading the league in scoring. Kimba, get that man some help. He's averaging 28 points and 6 assists. Get that man some help. You you, you already know, Kimba, he... <laughs> this, the con this the contract year, too? Bruh. He picked he picked the best time to you know be playing at an MVP status, man. Contract gear. You know, they throwing them 30s and 40s and millions of dollars at players, man. Hey, this is time, man. You can't be mad at him, man. So shout out to the boy Kemba out there making it happen. Next up, we're gonna go with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is the best center in basketball right now. He takes all of his center matchups. He takes them joints personal. Like, he really takes them personal. And he, he goes out there. Like, he goes out there wanting to prove that he's the best center in the league, which he has done. Which he has done. When you look at his numbers, when you look at Joel Embiid's numbers, they are quite impressive. This man is currently averaging this season 28 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. Shooting 46% from the field, 31% from three-point range, 80% from the line. Remember, he's a center. Centers don't shoot 80% from the line. So, got to get that man some credit, man. Shout out to Joel Embiid, man. The ultimate troll. But he is one of the one of the few guys that talks a lot of mess, but then he goes out on the court and he goes and he backs it up. So you can't be mad at somebody who backs up the talk that they talk. Can't be mad at. Next up in my MVP honorable mention, we're gonna go with the boy Steph Curry. And it's very obvious. <laughs> it's very obvious right now. Golden State is on a four-game losing streak right now. The first time that they've been on the four-game losing streak in the Steve Kerr era. There's all kind of tension and, 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 and all kind of other stuff going on with the with the Warriors core. And you can you can see that he's being missed right now. He's being missed. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that he has to go through these injuries. But injuries is a part of the game. And for the most part, Steph Curry has been a guy who who's gonna miss games due to injuries. 
Curry. So you know, you know, you kind of know what you expect with the man Steph Curry. But currently, before he got injured, he was averaging 29 points, 30 points, just about 30 points, five rebounds, six assists, and a steal. 51% from the field, 49% from three, and 92% from the free throw line. So he was a 50-40-90 guy. That's in, those are impressive numbers. Impressive numbers. And you can obviously see that when he's out, Golden State isn't the, isn't the same. And that's with Dre. No, Dre ain't even been playing. Dre, man, Dre's having a, I mean, seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists, a little under two steals. But, you know, Dre, Dre, I don't know what's going on with Dre. I hope he can get it together, though, because that's one of my favorite players in the league right now. But that's with KD. That's with Clay. Um, and they're still like, they're still struggling. You know, Clay is averaging twenty one. KD's averaging twenty seven. Um, you know, I'm not worried about Golden State. I mean, everybody gonna go through those these little instances of you know uh, struggles. But I hope they can really pull it together, man. I don't think it's really about the regular season with them. I think it's more about the playoffs. So, um, you know. Steph is obviously a very valuable piece. Kawhi, averaging twenty four and twenty, about twenty four and eight, man. You, you, you see the impact he has with Toronto, and I don't need to say nothing more than that. But our MVP so far this year is going to be the man Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mike Budenholzer has brought out the best in Antetokounmpo. You see it, 20, about 28, you know, you, we, you know the numbers. 20, about 28, 13, 6, and 2 blocks. Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the East. I mean, get a man the credit. I mean, and I, don't, I don't even think, I don't even think it's a race. I think Giannis right now is the clear-cut runaway MVP. Clear-cut. But I mean that all can change. But you know this is the way. This is way too early, man. Way too early season anymore. So we gonna go with that. And that has been my way too early NBA season awards. You are allowed to agree or disagree. I love confrontation. So if you don't agree with my awards or the honorable mentions that I put in my awards, go ahead and pull up on Frank Block. I'll be waiting for you. Let's get into this heat of the week, man. Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the Heat of the Week. All right, so we're in the Heat of the Week. Heat of the Week, man. So, look. I know you want to get your shopping done early. So, if you're trying to get your shopping done early, I would suggest that you go look at these particular shoes when you go in and get some shoes for your significant or for yourself or whoever you're shopping for, man. Look. Hey, them Jordan, te- them Jordan 12 Bulls, Jim Rez coming out. Look. Look. <laughs> Look. I, I, I mean, they're red. They're super red. I don't know. I don't know if, like, with 12, I don't know if, if a solid dominant color is the best thing for 12. I think that you should go, like, with the, like, with the taxi 12. Or like the, the the silver, you know, the gray and blue twelve. You know what I'm saying? Like I think you should kind of keep it simple when you're talking about twelve. But I mean, look, Jim Red. If you a red fan, hey, go ahead and cop them Jones. For the women and dudes with small feet, and them Jordan Eleven Olives is also coming out. Look, I went to the uh, I went to the uh, the shoe store uh, the other day. I seen them uh, Jordan 11, the Platinum Boys. You think it's trash. And you would never expect for a Jordan 11 to still be sitting on the shelf. But them things is trash. <laughs> trash. They're trash. <laughs> but uh, them Jordan 11 albums, man, them boys looking kind of nice. So you might want to go uh, go pick them joints up. Uh, like I said, they're only available for women and dudes who got small feet. So if you a dude and you wear like a 7... Whatever feet size that you wear to, you know, be able to wear shoes like that, they go get you some. Um, the Kyrie Five Black Magics. All Kyrie shoes are underrated. 
I still want a pair of the Kyrie uh, Krispy Kreme um, joints. Them boys is fire. The Air Max 97 Silver Editions. They coming in black and vast gray. Fire. And I don't even like Air Max 97s. Air Max 97s just look so weird to me. But those particular ones, those are fire. So you definitely want to go check those out. And last but not least, the Yeezy 350 Boost V2 Sesames. You might want to go check those out. I still want a pair of Yeezys. I feel like I got to have a pair of Yeezys in my collection. Just like I feel like I got to have a pair of all white Air Force Ones in my collection as well. So, you know, I got two pair that I got to get. And I got to get a pair of breads. And, you know, that'll, that'll cement me as a as an official sneakerhead right now. Because I got all kind of crap. I got Ewing. Shout out to Ewing. You know, I got some feelers in there and all that, all that, all that good stuff. And that's been the episode, man. Like I said, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, Happy holidays. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the time, the free time that you get. You know, enjoy all that. Cherish it while you can, man. Cherish it while you can. I am your host, Tyrone Smith. Wrong to exclusive. Hustle Bandy, Sneaker Bandy, Folk Point Island. Lock them up wrong. And I'll holler at y'all boys next week. Out to my family. Ha 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 ha. Thanks for listening. Your support just helped the show get closer to that bag. For more info on the show, hit up Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Exclusive Breakdown. Talk to you next week.